Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. We are presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We are coming to you live from the Lee Company studio right here in the Front Porch Sports Headquarters, formerly known as Dan Jane's office of WKOM 1017 FM. Happy to have you along for the ride. I hope you've had a good week with us. Hope you will join us next week starting on Tuesday. We will not be in studio on Monday. Just, because just one need of a us, break. Because one of us will be recovering from a trip to Truist Park. That's correct. To Hank Aaron Field at Truist Park. Yeah. <laughs> one, one of us will not. But actually, you can, yeah. actually, a couple of us will not. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Andrew I get just, to take my trip later in the week, so I'm not going to. Yeah, he's going to be gone complain. next week, too. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and the whole next week. So it's well, going to be. Actually, Thursday. I'll be here for Wednesday. Oh, you'll be here for Wednesday? Yeah. I, I can't miss Wild and Wacky Wednesday more than two weeks. Especially you know. considering yeah. <laughs> that uh, we have a. We already have our lead story for Wild and Wacky <laughs> Wednesday. So yeah, stick around for that next week. Uh, plenty to get to. In this hour, we've got Braves, we've got NASCAR, big NASCAR week. But first, we go to the Parks Motor Sales Hotline, where our friend Jeff Hem comes to you also from the Atlanta metro area as the Nashville Sounds continue their six-game series at Gwinnett, not in Lawrenceburg, but in Lawrenceville. Uh, Jeff, welcome into the show. Thanks for joining us. Chris Mo, what's going on? Good to talk to you. Good to have you, Jeff. We appreciate it. Um, sounds kind of get off the schneid with a 3-2 win last night um, against the Stripers. Not to be confused with strippers, as <laughs> a number of folks were when we were at First Horizon Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> ends of four games, kid. For the sounds, improves them to 25 and 13. The series continues tonight down at Cool Ray Field against the 20 and 19 Stripers. Um, the uh, Aaron Ashby experiment continues to be successful, eh, Jeff? Yeah, last night, and, and let me just say, I have to. I have to make sure I type extra slowly on Twitter when I'm involving the Gwinnett Stripers just to just to make sure that I get it typed correctly, because it is an easy one to uh, to, to glance over. One uh, autocorrect. Yeah, auto, <laughs> autocorrect doesn't necessarily have it the right, the right way uh, sometimes. Let's just put it that way. But, uh, yeah, Aaron Ashby had his, his best one yet. Last night was his third 
relief outing, and I know we talked about this a little bit last week. He, he's he's making the transition from the rotation to the bullpen because the Brewers see his electric stuff as a way that can help them this year in the short term out of their bullpen, even though they still see him long term as a starter. And so he's still in this mode where he knows when he's going to come out of the bullpen. Uh, and in large part, I think, at least with some notice, he knows probably about which inning he's going to come in. So it's a nice way of transitioning where in some ways it still probably feels like a start because he does know when he's going to get in and they eventually will get away from that and he'll be like any other reliever where he doesn't have that notice but uh, he knew he was going to pitch last night and unlike the first two where the first inning was very different from the second inning uh, a little shaky and just trying to get feel and get you know get used to this thing it is new in a lot of ways for him Last night, he was great from the outset, and Gwinnett just could not touch his, his curveball especially. He was still throwing the 96-97 fastball, but he struck out four, and by my count, three of them were on curveballs. One was on a changeup, and he, uh, he looked great. And, you know, I, I'm sure the Brewers internally have, have a rough timetable of when they feel like he could be ready, but uh, in terms of stuff and, and location and rhythm, uh, and, and sort of smoothness last night was his best of the three so far. So uh, I think he, uh, he pretty soon here will get treated like any other reliever where he won't have that notice of when he's coming in. But uh, last night was definitely another step in the right direction for him. He's really got to enjoy those two inning wins as well. Comes in for the sixth <laughs> and right. seventh. Um, the sounds the come. Ba- yeah, the sounds come back from an early two to one deficit. They score a run to tie it in the seventh. Um, go ahead in the top of the eighth when he was still the pitcher of record. So he improves to four and one again with that two inning four strikeout outing. Meanwhile, Kyle Wright for the Gwinnett team gives up a single run despite giving up six hits and four runs in five innings. Gets a no decision there. Jesse Biddle, another name that Chris and I are familiar with, hmm. takes the loss. Um, Not gets, gets the loss and the blown save all in one fell swoop, giving up um, two runs, one earned, and one and a third as um, – like I said, the Sounds come back for a three to two win, snapping a four game losing streak. With that win, they continue the series again tonight at six oh five. Is that right? Yes, six oh five central okay. time. Yeah, yeah. And the Kyle Wright outing last night, the Vandy alum, was sort of uh, emblematic of what the Sounds have done in this series. A lot of traffic on the bases, but not getting them in, and. uh you know, there's always two sides to, to AAA baseball, and, and it's not meant to, to hide it. The players are aware of it. You have the, the one obvious side of every individual is trying to do what he can to get to the big leagues or get back to the big leagues and stay there. And then there's the other side of you want to play good baseball, you want to win games, you want to have a good clubhouse atmosphere, and a lot of that is helped by by winning. And, and sometimes those roads are separate, and sometimes they kind of cross over and intertwine, and from a winning and and and, uh, and sort of enjoyment standpoint, the, the team went through what I feel is one of the more agonizing losses they'd had this year on Wednesday because they had out-hit Gwinnett, they had uh, dominated them offensively, but they were, I think it was two for 14 with runners in scoring position and just, just not getting guys in, and then uh, three different times, Gwinnett started a, a, a little rally with two outs and nobody on, which is just so frustrating for a pitcher when you feel like you're 
so close to getting out of the inning. So it was a really frustrating loss. And then last night, for a while, felt like a similar script. There were guys on all the time, but uh, struggling to get them in, leaving the bases loaded, leaving two on here, one on there. Uh, and they, they got a gift. There was a drop fly ball from Christian Pache in, in center field in the seventh inning that brought in the tying run. And then the Sounds took the lead in the, uh, the eighth inning with a big base hit by Christian Kelly. So, uh, and I commented on the air, it doesn't, the Sounds didn't care how they got the tie game. They were just glad to get the tie game because they'd had so many missed opportunities. Finally, it was a, it was a gift from Gwinnett that helped kind of get the lid off. And then in the next inning, they were able to take control and, and win the game. So it, it, uh, from, the, from the road of you know, trying to win games and have success at AAA as a team, Last night was a, a nice step back in the direction that we've mostly known with this club. Speaking on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jeff Hem, the Nashville Sounds play-by-play announcer. And, um, you know, Jeff, you mentioned Christian Pache. And, again, Gwinnett is the Atlanta Braves AAA affiliate. Obviously, um, Chris and I pay more than a little attention to those guys. And, you know, Pache began the season on the Braves roster – struggled offensively had an injury um was reactivated off the injured list and opted down um and you see it go both ways with guys you know some guys go down and they aren't in the best frame of mind when they get there some guys go down and they're bound and determined to make you bring them back um pache struggled offensively, but defensively was thought to be major league ready for probably the past two years. Uh, To hear of him dropping balls in the outfield probably doesn't help his case in getting back to Atlanta. No, probably not. He, he, uh, he had another ball last night where I I don't know if he didn't get a good read or he just thought it was going to carry farther. So I I don't want to misinform and and call it a a lazy play. He, he, he got a late break on a ball for whatever reason and and recovered to make the catch that time. But the one he dropped in the eighth inning, I mean, he was, he was right there camped under it and, and just flat out dropped it. And, you know, I, talented kid. You you can see the raw ability there. And, you know, I've only seen him now for three games. He was not with Gwinnett when we saw them in May. So I don't want to act like I've got the full scouting report on him from, from three games. You can, you can see the raw ability immediately, whether it's at the plate or with speed or arm in the outfield. I mean, the, the tools are there and, you know, he had a, he had a lapse last night at a rough time and the sounds were glad to take advantage of it. Um, but you know, you guys probably have seen him play a lot more just from your following of the Braves. I, I will say, uh, it, 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 there's, there's two sides to this part too. Uh, there's the sounds trying to win games and they are probably helped by the fact that Drew Waters has not been playing in this series, but from the, from the standpoint of, you know, I just enjoy watching good players play ball. It's, I, I, I wish Drew Waters were in there for Gwinnett because I was really impressed by him back in May, and evidently he's dealing with a thumb injury and has not played uh, in the last week or so. He's active on their roster, but he's not, uh, he has not been playing. And so, you know, it's just you, you go into a series thinking, hey, I, now I'll get to see Waters and, and Pache together, uh, two top prospects for the Braves. Well, now, now I'm seeing Pache, but not Waters. And so uh, they're trying to get that combo back on the field together down here in Gwinnett. But the bottom line is, um, if you are a Braves fan, uh, from my standpoint, they they still have what is usually a really good 
farm system if Gwinnett's any indication. I mean, Bryce Wilson, to have that kind of an arm at AAA, I know he's been up and down a couple of times, but to have that arm at AAA, uh, Kyle Muller, Tucker Davidson, unfortunately, gets hurt. But they, they've just – and I made the comment last night with Kyle Wright, you know, I, I, you certainly have high expectations when a guy is the fifth overall pick in a draft, especially out of a place like Vanderbilt. Uh, and he's had some really good moments in the big leagues and some that have not been so good. But that's a tough, you know, that's a tough pitching staff to crack up there in Atlanta most of the time. And, and just look at who he's trying to contend with on Gwinnett's rotation to get to Atlanta. And, you know, that's a, it, from the player standpoint, I'm sure frustrating. But from the organizational standpoint, they've got some serious depth there like they always seem to with arms. I kind of liken them to the Cardinals. I feel like every time we see Memphis, we see three or four high-level, hard-throwing arms, and I feel like the Braves have that with their young pitching, whether it has translated for some of these guys already at the big league level or not. Uh, you like the depth, and, and so I guess a long-winded way to circle it back to the outfield with Waters and Pache, uh, there's, there's some serious potential there for Atlanta, even if it's not taken off yet and, and look at the Keston Hira example on the Brewers side I mean it, it can take time and the, the examples of guys who go to the big leagues and and have the Mike Trout effect where they're just a star right away and you never see him in the minors again those, those, those are rare and so it's uh, it's not uncommon even if it might be frustrating for a fan it's not uncommon to see things like what Pache might be going through uh, or a Keston Hira on the Sounds and Brewers side. That, that's just that's just part of it. Big League Baseball is incredibly tough, and AAA Baseball is incredibly tough, too. Not just not uncommon, but as you said, Jeff, pretty much par for the course. We're on the Parks Motor Sales Hotline with Jeff Helm, the Sounds play-by-play announcer. Jeff, speaking of people that you're not seeing, what's the latest on Corey Ray? Getting better, getting better. He's with the team down here in Gwinnett, and uh, he's been able to get some drill work in and doing some agility work with our athletic trainer, Lanning Tucker. So hopefully getting closer, um, and it's a good sign that he, he is still with the team day-to-day. Sometimes when guys get hurt and, and the club might feel it's a little bit longer-term thing, they might send him uh, you know, back to Arizona to the spring training complex or something to rehab. So it's a good sign that Corey is still here and getting closer with uh, with that quadriceps injury, and uh, and hopefully Dustin Peterson not too far behind either, uh, with a fractured finger on his his left hand from a few weeks ago in Charlotte. So hopefully within the next week or two we'll get those guys back, and and Mario Feliciano too, catcher who's a highly touted prospect. There's some key some key players that the Sounds have not had, uh, and you know with with. Derek Fisher just got called up uh, yesterday and they sent Tim Lopes down. The Brewers wanted an extra outfielder for their series in Colorado. And I'm sure it's disappointing for, for Corey Ray to be hurt at a time where his club is, is calling up an outfielder. But, uh, you know, things are trending in the right direction for Corey and hopefully we'll get him out there soon. If you're in Colorado, you need an extra outfielder to stand on top on the shoulders of another outfielder to help keep those balls in the park. If you can, if you can just play four of them all at one time, all the time. Uh, that's, the the that's old the softball lineup, huh? Four outfielders. Yeah. That's right. And that's one of them right. just stands on the shoulders of the, of the right fielder. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, Milwaukee, Milwaukee club doing really well. So they haven't, you know, there are some call-ups and, and send-downs and this, this, that, and the other. But typically uh, when the big club is doing well, you don't, you see, some pretty solid 
hey, this is going to be our our guys for the rest of the year, that sort of thing. And and Nashville is sitting atop the southeast division of the AAA East along with the Durham Bulls. Uh, with there not being playoffs this year, I guess winning the division is the goal <laughs> and obviously sending up some players. Next week, you guys return home. Pretty big series with uh, the White Sox AAA affiliate uh, Charlotte. Is that how you say it? Uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, Charlotte. No, that's not, with Charlotte. The uh, Charlotte, the Knights come into town, and and here's the thing: Wednesday is the 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 wind up country star racer night, and uh, this one is Dolly Parton. And from what I understand, when you wind it up and it starts going, it just falls over forward. That's I don't know. I'm not going to respond to that one. It's, uh, Nora, Nora, we, it, no, just leave it. Let's I, let's just move on. But you do get I fireworks on uh, Friday. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> and Reba, I believe, is the following Wednesday. So we got a couple of legends coming up in the in the wind up racers. So uh, have you been working nine to five on that joke, Chris? <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. Now, mm. look, man, my dad jokes are just, they're just out there. Dad jokes and old man jokes kind of go hand in hand. And so I had to like kind of pull that one together. It worked out really well for me. I thought I'm going to pull that one for the <laughs> yeah. best. I'm going to pull that for the best of show on Monday. No, I'm kidding. There you go. There now, you go. Jeff, you know, it's it's super important for folks to know that not only are we going to be in town next week, but there's a pretty big promotion going on, and if folks want to get in on it, they probably need to get on get in on it now for Independence Day weekend. Yeah, the uh, the Great American Club Level Cookout is back, and and this got started a couple of years ago, and it's another thing that it's just wonderful to have back and able to put on. Uh, for we're, we're home this year on July 3rd and the 4th. Normally, in the minor league season of years past, they do the schedule where everybody either got to be home on the third or home on the 4th so that everybody got to around the minor league world got to have their fireworks night in some variation. Well, this year, different schedule for obvious reasons. So we've got the 3rd and the 4th this year. And on both nights, there is the club-level cookout. And we've got this information all at nationalsounds.com uh, for all the details. But essentially, it's a package of a club-level ticket. So you're up on the second level, which with post-game fireworks on the fourth is a beautiful view of the skyline and the backdrop and then the fireworks over the field. So you get the club ticket, and, there, and, and then the part that I know you guys are most in favor of is the all-you-can-eat uh, buffet That's that you correct. get to take part of as well. You get a pair of Sounds-branded sunglasses with it, and if it's hot, no problem, because with the club ticket, you get the uh, – the club lounge access, which is climate controlled on the inside with a bar area in there too. So really good package. It's, it's only 65 bucks and that's the ticket and the food combo. And the food goes on for two hours. It starts when, uh, when gates open and goes an hour into after first pitch. So uh, up to eight Oh five from the, the six o'clock gates open. So really cool that it's back uh, a good opportunity, especially around the 4th of July to have a small group, take part in that celebrate the fourth get the view from up top get the great food and uh yeah you're right it, it's probably going to go fast and we've got it all there at nationalsounds.com for people who want to get uh, more information there you have it all right jeff thanks so much for joining us uh it, if i don't see you this weekend uh you know enjoy your time in gwinnett but i'm gonna be there 
tomorrow and Sunday. And since Braves are Sunday night, who knows? Uh, may stop over in Lawrenceville. 12.05 start. <laughs> exactly. May stop over in Lawrenceville one, for that one first one. 1.05 Eastern time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just catch yeah, a couple of make games. Make it a doubleheader. Make it a doubleheader. There beat you go. That. I mean, why would you no, not? not Again, the um, the Sounds and Gwinnett play at 6.05 Central today at Coulray Field. It's a 5.05 start Central time tomorrow and then 12.05 Central time on Sunday, 1.05 in the Atlanta area. So again, Jeff, thanks so much. We appreciate you, man. You bet guys. We'll talk to you next week. All right. And again, yeah. Jeff, him on the parks motor sales hotline. Uh, we are going to take a quick break. And, and when we come back, big news, there is a press conference at noon today. We'll tell you what it's about. It's massive. So stick around on the other side of the break on Southern middle Tennessee sports today, presented by mid Tennessee bone and joint. We'll be right back to the Lee company studio. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast brought to you by Parks Motor Sales. Don't forget to listen each day live 9 to 11 a.m. on WKOM 1017 FM in Columbia. Also visit our website sm-tnsports.com for more local sports coverage in Southern Middle Tennessee.